Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. It's nice to be here again, but also it's very nervous for me, really. <laughs> Just think for a moment, what does success mean for you? What does the dictionary say? The Oxford Dictionary say, favorable outcome, attainment of what was desired or attempt, wealth, fame, or position. God wants us to be successful, but his definition of success is quite specific. However, we choose to define success in worldly terms. It is relative. For one, it may be scraping along for well-deserved passing exam, while another may have a potential to pass an exam with a distinction. For one, success may be the ability to conceive after years of trying while for another, it may be the ability to carry a baby full term. For one, maybe get an excellent job, while for another, get a promotion in that job. Success may be earning enough to pay the rent, to pay the food, while for another, it may be an annual bonus in appreciation of good work, topping up what is already a substantial salary. Maybe it finishes the career and find a good job related to it. What's more, success is often defined by changing ideals of passion it is temporal and more often elusive to the majority of us. The title for the world today is The Key to Success. Does God promise success in the Bible? I believe God wants us to be successful. Provide we define and pursue it in his terms. Amen? In fact, the Bible relates occasions when God actually promises success as he did in Joshua. Let's read Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you and lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set food, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south of Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River 
in the east of the Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who I will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the, all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen? Let's look at verse 3. It says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses that you may successful, may be successful wherever you go. Sometimes we take that promise in a wrong way. Sometimes we say, okay, why we don't go to that place, to this house, to this building, and stand up there and say, okay, you say, God, in the Bible, this place will be for me. So I stand up here. I put my feet here, and I declare this place is for me. Now, the success God promised to Joshua referred the taking of the land of Canaan, the victory over Israel's opponents. But God began by merely offering this promise to Joshua. This is an important point because the promise came with certain conditions. God offered the promise of success, provided Joshua fulfilled certain conditions. Which conditions? Joshua 1, 7 and 8 says, be careful to obey all the law. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Do not let this book of the law depart from you, mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua was unable to experience God's promise of success without obedience to the ways God wants him to live. It is the same for us today. God gives us promises. God gives us prophecies. But we have to be obedient to him. We have to obey his law. We have to follow him. And we have to remember 
they all will come true in his time, not in our time. Joshua probably spent hours sharpen, sharpening his weapons, honing his skills with the bow, developing his fitness of agility and agilities, assessing battles, strategies, and training and encouraging his army that he will lead into battle. Such things were an important part of his role, but they were not the ultimate key to success God promised him. For that would be fulfilled through obedience. Amen? Tell the person on you right. If you want to be successful in your life, be obedient to God. Come on. Joshua had to prioritize meditation. Look what he did and what we have to do. Joshua had to prioritize meditation upon the law amongst his many other activities and responsibilities. Meditation that might then guide and determine his thoughts, behavior, and actions in reverence to God. So, what did Joshua do? Maybe he got up early in the morning every day and gave the day to God in his secret place, asking him for directions, giving him everything, resting in him, perhaps before the day come with all the busy things to do. And then there is no time to pray. God did not say, I promise you success, so sit back and relax. Rather, he commanded three times that Joshua lay aside any doubts, apathy, or reluctance in playing his part, and possessed the courage and outward determination to fulfill his responsibilities. And so, Joshua was required to give all he had of skills, intellect, resources, wisdom in doing what God has asked him to do. Everything he had to give. He could do it. God knew that. For the reason he put him in that, to do it. As well as God knows that we can do anything, any task that he put us to do. Amen? And probably there will be a lot of problems, a lot of difficulties, times of loneliness, time of sadness, probably. But we can do it. We can do it with his help. He will strengthen us and being obedient to him. We can go in the streets and talk about him, like this Tuesday coming. Honestly, every time they feel, tell me that, I'm panicking. All day Tuesdays, I suffer, and I make so many excuses. I say to, to my husband, I say to people there, oh, I'm ill, I'm not well, I'm, I'm too tired, I cannot go. Last Tuesday, we went. It was pouring, raining. 
And my excuse, I said to Steve, it's pouring, it's raining. Who is going to stop to talk to us? Nobody. And he said, come on, come on. And I have a friend in the house. He said, come on, come on, let's go. And they really made me go. And it was amazing. Because I got to talk to a couple, and they were, they said that they were atheists. And I said, really? He said, yes. I said, but you know one thing. And I said, what? You know the Lord Jesus loves you so much. And they said, both of them, at the same time, they were like melted. Their face was, what? like that. And then I start talking that he had good plans for them, plans of life, plans of good things. And I start talking to them and then I said to them, would you like a prayer? And they said, yes, please. And it was amazing time. So it's worthy. It's worthy to go out. And I encourage to you all really to go out. If you don't want to say anything, just be quiet and look at the other people. But pray. Keep praying. Or come here Tuesday and pray and intercede for all of us that we're going to the streets. We can do anything in his power. Amen? Nevertheless, Joshua could easily have given in to fear, to hesitate, to attempt what was surely beyond his sense of comfort, security, and capability. He could easy let the evil put lies in his mind and not let him to do God's will like the evil was doing in my mind. He works a lot in our minds. Let's don't let him. Because what God say to him and to all of us in verse 9, 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. And so God's promise also includes tremendous reassurance. The verse 5 and 9 say, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen? Isn't that amazing promise for Joshua and also for us today? Wow. How many of you has received that promise? How many of us? It was the knowledge that God would be with him that provided the confidence Joshua needed to fulfill his role, which could, would bring God's promise into being. Joshua did not have to rely on himself to bring about the success of conquering Canaan. Rather, as he meditate on the world, in, he, in the word of God, making it part of his normal life, so God's presence inspired and enabled his obedience, and it turned his success as God thought on the nation's behalf. As he said in Deuteronomy, A question remains. Does God still promise us success? Does God promise success to everyone or to only to certain individuals? If you look up success in an NIV concordance, 
it only appears in the Old Testament in which it is principles laid down. The New Testament includes words like victory and triumph, but God's promise of success found its ultimate fulfillment in Jesus. Amen? Let me say it again. God's promise of success found its ultimate fulfillment in Jesus. Amen. And so this promise continues to be offered and realized through lives that remain in him. Success, which the New Testament calls fruits. Let's read John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. No branch can be a fruit by itself. It must remain on the vein. Neither you can bear fruit unless you remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The type of success that Petrarch thought, thought is more helpful, helpfully defined today as fruitfulness or fruitful labor for God's kingdom. Similarly, our praying for and pursuit of success in relationships, in financial rewards, in skills, standing and other such things will be considered fruitful if express resources and pursues God's kingdom purpose. Amen? God, Joshua, obedience to God was, was and his pursuit of God's purpose were the key to him realizing God's promise of success. And the principle has not changed. We too need to stay connected to Jesus, to remain in him that our success may be worldwide. Why you don't tell to your person on the left now, let's change the hand. Remain in Jesus and you will be successful. Come on. Our success is no concern primarily with promotion, exams, results, monetary remunerations. As necessary as these secondary things may be to the outworking of God's provision and purpose in our lives. Rather, it is based in fruitfulness for God's kingdom in the way we reveal his nature, his nature to the world, his love, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his kindness, his gentleness, his wisdom, and so on. And the way we pursue and fulfill his purpose to make known his salvation. Let's take it further, shall we? Jesus was perfectly successful in expressing God's character and fulfilling his will because he was completely and consistently dependent on him. He only ever said or did what his father showed him in John 8, 28 and 29. That is the definition of success, God's favors and want us 
to aspire to as we seek to remind in Christ. Amen. Sometimes God's ways are not our ways, or many times. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 7 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Do not be impressed with your own wisdom. But also, in Isaiah 55, verse 8, say, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. It's incredible that word. All these verses spoke to me so much. Because I never imagined that I will be here. I will be living here in England. That I will marry an, an English person. Amazing one, thank you God. That I will either a Spanish Christian group with my husband, unless that I will be here standing up in front of all of you preaching the word of our wonderful Father in heaven and in English. You don't know how difficult it is <laughs> until you stand up here. If I knew that all this was going to happen to me, perhaps I will never come to England. I came here nearly 14 years ago. I came for only three months with my mom only three months, and I had the opportunity to stay here for one year more and so on. Even in the, in the beginning, I didn't want to. I want to go home with my mom. My mom, she was a woman of God. She was my best friend, friend in those days. Now she is in heaven dancing with the Lord Jesus, amen? She told me, stay here that God has big things and amazing blessings for you. But also because she loved me so much, she told me, stop being stubborn, be angry for nothing, and be self-willed. So you have to thank God first, and then my beautiful mother, because for them I'm standing here, talking to you, but also, I give a big thanks to my brother-in-law and my sister that they, that they put up with me. Thank you, God, for them. My mother was a really good Christian. I was not a Christian in those days. I got to know the Lord here, and now I can give the glory to God. He does amazing things when you obey to him. And he has done amazing things in my life. He passed me through fire to change me. But even though I still make mistakes, I still a sinner. I still no good. I need more fire probably. I'm not perfect. 
He gave me an amazing husband. Thank you, God. Again. And he gave me a wonderful family. Blood family and family in Christ, all of you guys. He gave meaning to my life. He gave me the life that I want. Thank you, God. But it wasn't easy. As it was not my plans and dreams to be here today, the same can be said for Joshua. The concept of conquering Canaan did not originate with Joshua and his own dreams, plans, ambitions, prayerful requests. It originated in God's purpose, another step in being reconciled to all people. Just reflect in these questions. What do you believe God has promised to you? It may be anything, a relationship, a change of heart, an exam result, an income, a home, a promotion, a career change, an activity to pursue, a responsibility to fulfill. If you are unsure whether that promise is from God or simply your own aspiration, your own desire, your flesh tempting you, put it is fulfillment express his nature, his provision, his compassion for the lost, or have potential to further his work of salvation through your single or married life, contacts, resources, and talents. In 2002, I met a Christian guy, and we decided to get married quite quick. He was a good Christian. He was an amazing man, and he still is. He respected me. He helped me to grow with God. He loved me. So he was the perfect man for me in my eyes. He had some illness problems, but I didn't care because I loved him. One day, I went into my knees and I prayed to God. I gave everything to him. I gave him my future, my wedding, my dreams. That happened one month before the wedding. I asked God, God, if he is not the person that you have for me as my future husband, Please, God, put mountains between us. I will think, you will think, but why if he was so perfect? Why did you pray like that? I felt something in my heart. And I wanted to do God's will. But also, I thought, no. He was a Christian, and that was very important for me. And he was a wonderful man. So everything will be all right. On that day, I had, the next day, everything had finished. On that day, I had actually forgotten what I had prayed for. I persisted. 
in asking, are you sure you want to finish? Are you sure? But you can see that God had listened to my prayers. He did listen to my prayers. He wasn't for me, and I wasn't for him. Pressing in this, we don't need to keep pressing in things or people that maybe are not for us. God shows us sometimes. He does show us. But sometimes our stubborn heart do not want to accept his will. Go alone to your secret place, like I did that day, and like I do it. And give you plans, dreams to God, and he will show you the way to take. Do not push on with things that maybe are not for you, or people that maybe are not for you. Otherwise, there will be consequences. Do you step yourself in God's word? Do you meditate in his word? Or rather than just reading, just reading it? Allowing, allowing it time and focus to become part of you that it might direct your thoughts, words, behavior, and steps. Do you recognize the importance of obedience for God's promise to be fulfilled? Do you realize how important it is to be obedient to God? If you learn to obey your parents and submit to their authority when you are a child, it will be easier to obey and submit to God when you grow up. Teach your children to obey you and submit to your authority now that they are little, and then you will see the results. Talk to them about God and pray to them, with them and teach them to pray. That when they grow up, they will decide what to do, but at least they know something about God. God has a purpose for every one of us. Amen? Jesus is our righteousness. We will never be perfect. But you and I still have a responsibility to seek and to walk in his ways. Tell the person next to you, come on. Seek and walk in Jesus' ways and you will be successful. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 25 says, By the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit produced this kind of fruit on our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit leading in every part of our lives. Amen? 
First Corinthians 15, verse 56 and 57 says, For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Sometimes it is appropriate to sit back and wait when you believe God has promised you success. But also consider is there a part that you may need to play in its fulfillment? Are you letting God work in your plans, in your relationships, in each area of your life? So he can tell you which decision or direct direction to take to be successful in his eyes and not in our own eyes. Or you are, are telling everyone your things so they can pray for you, but also be a big influence in your decisions. Those influence can be good or bad godly or worldly, positive or negative, instead of letting God show you his way. He said in Proverbs 16, verse 3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I am, I am God's daughter. Amen? As well as you all are God's children. Amen? God talks to me. He answers my questions, my prayers in his own time. Sometimes he takes quite long. But he does. As well, he will talk to you. He will answer your prayers, your questions directly to you. Sometimes you do not need anyone else. Just go to your secret place and he will reveal himself to you. He used people in prophecy and word of knowledge. And it is so good when God talks to us through them without they know nothing. So are you getting on with what God has asked you to do? In a similar way to Joshua, we have been commanded to go out into the world and conquer our spiritual enemy through godly living and make disciples of those with whom he brings us into contact, as he said in Matthew 28, 19. And it is amazing because he's sending us to all the nations, men and women, and we are in a city we are in a country that I believe maybe is at least one person representing every nation, nation. So let's go out. Let's go out. You know, like our pastor Phil say, church is not just here in this building. It is also outside of these four walls. Amen? Let's go out. Let's do it.
Let's encourage ourselves and do it all together. We have an amazing leader here that he is encouraging us to do it. So let's do it all together. When God promises you his success, his fruit for the kingdom, but ask you to do something which you feel incapable of doing, are you prone to hesitate and postpone? Or you will keep in mind Christ's reassurance that he will be always with you, like he say in Matthew 28, 20. And if in being with you, he will dare, he will therefore equip you and he will guide you and he will teach you the way. Without him, you can do nothing. But with him, everything is possible. Luke 137. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.